You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, folks. You are listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderes. Look, folks, I don't even have to tell you uh, what kind of show we're going to have today because I am sure you can guess. And I, I, I had a whole direction that I wanted to go in, but I've got to start. I got to start with something. Uh, because I saw uh, this morning the look. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try not to jump around here and get ahead of myself. I have so much going on in my head right now, and so much that I want to say that I am going to have to slow myself down, make sure the English comes out and not the broken Spanish. <laughs> Although there are plenty of you guys that habla español and 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 would entiendes <laughs> what I'm saying, entiende what I'm saying. But uh, um, okay. Look, if you are still one of those out there, and look, some of you out there are my friends and friends of mine, and uh, if you are out there and you still think that CNN is not ridiculously biased, uh, I don't know if you can be helped. And don't get mad at me and some of our other friends for making fun of you for wanting to say that everything else is biased except your precious CNN. So, and the reason I say this, the reason why I deviated from my launching right into the show today and, and I'm talking about this is because I Anderson Cooper last night, I mean this guy, I, I just saw this report today. Uh, they went apoplectic, lost their minds, losing their mind, whatever you want to call it. They're just, just going nuts because Donald Trump had the audacity to walk across the street from the White House, uh, across Lafayette Park, and to the church, a very historical church, a church that has stood across from the White House since the 1800s, a church that has hosted, I think, every president at some, one time or another. Uh, and looters and criminals and agitators uh, felt the need to torch this historic landmark. Now, if Obama were still president, CNN would be falling all over themselves, uh, demanding that these looters get away from that church. They would be hailing this church as such an historical spot that that uh, Obama can no longer go stand in this historical spot because it's being looted and it's being burnt. Uh, that would have been the headline. Or let me put it this way. If Obama had walked across the street and stood at this church with a Bible in his hand, he would have been hailed the second coming. But let President Trump do it. And you and you would think he, <laughs> it was Lucifer himself standing on the grounds, sacred grounds. Um, this is ridiculous, folks. It is ridiculous. Uh, I, I just can't. I cannot... I basically can't put in words what I feel when I see when first what I felt when I saw that church go up in flames because of the historic historical significance of that church. I don't care if there's a Democrat president in the White House. I don't care if there's a Republican president in the White House. I don't care if one day it's a libertarian president, independent, whatever. Um, 
the historical significance of this church cannot be stated enough. And it is absolutely horrible to see what happened to it. And then to watch CNN. Now, this is where I'm going with this. So CNN had a conniption fit. I mean, they threw themselves on the floor and wailed around like a two-year-old because President Trump had the audacity to not just walk over to this church, but he held up a Bible. And I mean, they just had a fit. And old Biden, they're able to make Biden ambulatory enough to sit up enough <laughs> and read a speech they prepared yesterday so he could get in his little uh, uh, hit, hit line uh, against Trump saying that, oh, I wish he would open up that Bible. Well, folks, let me take you back to the 90s when we had a President Clinton, Bill Clinton, uh, who was, if you remember, if you don't, he was president of the United States for eight years, and he was a Democrat. And he stood in front of the American people and said, I did not have sex with that woman, Lewinsky. Not once, not ever. I did not touch her. I didn't have sex. He stood and looked at the American people and said that over and over and over, which, of course, we came to find out that he was lying, lying through his teeth. And what happened, folks? If, let me refresh your memory. After he got busted for his lying and they knew that, that he really had an affair with Lewinsky, what happened? Him, uh, Bill Clinton, and Hillary Clinton walked together to a church every Sunday. Well, they didn't walk every time, but they, they went to a church every Sunday, held up their Bible, and asked for forgiveness every Sunday. They huddled with Reverend Jackson and probably Al Sharpton. Uh, I don't remember if they did with him, but I know they did with Reverend Jackson. And they had their Bible. And not once did CNN say, oh, how dare he hold up a Bible? How dare Clinton touch a Bible? We have separation of church and state. Not once did they bring up any of those things that they're bringing up now with Trump just for holding up a Bible. Now, folks, I am not going to sit here and take time to educate you on the First Amendment. I should, maybe. And if you're a liberal out there, if you're a Democrat out there, if you're if you're just an absolute sycophant and you're an abs absolutely married to the letter D and you're going to sit there and you're screaming at me right now going, church and state, church and state, uh, I, I beg you to go read the First Amendment. Holding up a Bible does not violate the separation of church and state. It didn't violate it when Bill Clinton did it, and it didn't doesn't violate it when President Trump does it. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I, I, I mean, I, I just I, I had to jump into that once I saw that story with uh, what Anderson Cooper did. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, laughable. And, and it's even more laughable for anyone to try and tell me that CNN doesn't have an agenda. <laughs> so, uh, all right, folks, let me get into some things. I, I, I you know, I'm going to have a lot to say. I'm going to have a lot to say about what's transpired over the past week. Um I really wish I didn't have to. I really wish we could talk about some other things. Uh, but I'm going to have to talk about what happened, uh, the ridiculousness that is going on uh, in the streets of, let's face it, mostly blue cities, Democrat-run cities, blue states. Uh, and even when you look at red states and when, where most of this is happening, it's a blue city. Maybe a red state, but it's a blue city. Uh, and, and there's a reason that I'm pointing that out because I'm going to tie this together because, folks, it is political. And it's a shame that this is political. Uh, but but it, it, what's going on is not just shameful 
in and the it, it's shameful to the family of George Floyd, and it's shameful to the family that of of Americans. Uh, it, it's just it's a disgrace what's going on right now in this country, an absolute disgrace. And and what is even makes it worse is that we have elected officials like the Blasio in New York and these these other blue state governors and mayors who sit back and let it happen. Um, I, oh man, I I, I, I I'm going to get to some more of that, but but let me let me start by saying this. There is no, absolutely no excuse for rioting, pillaging, destroying a property, beating innocent people. Uh, a, a lady that's trying to protect her business gets beaten. Why? Why, folks? Um, a guy who's carrying the American flag gets pummeled. Why? You don't know where he stands. Just because he has the American flag, are you telling me that Democrats can't carry an American flag? Are you telling me that you assume that everyone carrying an American flag must be a conservative or or right-wing, whatever you want to call it, uh, Trump supporter? Because if that's what you think, well, hell, I'll gladly take that those labels because I flag, I fly a flag at my house every single day. And if I'm walking my dog and I see a flag on the ground, I pick it up. I don't care whose house it is. And for a man the other day, this weekend, to be walking with his flag and got beaten by a lawless crowd for the... Why? Because he was holding an American flag. Now, mind you, these are the people in this crowd, these rioters, these criminals, these uh, agitators... Will look at the media and scream, "You're fascist!" Well, not to the media; they're screaming that Trump is fascist, that right, the the that the conservatives are fra- are fascist, Republicans are fascist. These people do not know clearly what the definition of fascism is, or they're just really, really, really stupid. And I seem to myself, I think most of them are really, really, really stupid. Um, but when you are a so-called anti-fascist and you're not burning a Nazi flag. You're not burning the communist China flag. You're not burning the North Korean dictator flag. Uh, you're not di- burning numerous socialist, uh, let's say the Venezuela socialist flag, socialist flag. You're not burning those. No, no. You're burning the one flag that stands for liberty, freedom, and independence. And that would be the American flag. Clearly, you do not know what fascism is. When you are trying to shut down someone who has an, a different opinion as you because you don't like what they're saying or you don't agree what they're saying, you are the fascist, my friend. You are the fascist. When you've got your little social media groups and your little whatever group it is and you guys are texting back and forth and you're posting this and that and you've got somebody on there that has the audacity to to point out a different view than you and then you want to call them names, shut them down, call them an idiot or whatever else you want to call them, you're the fascist, my friend. You're the fascist. So understand, fascism cannot live in a group of people or a party or, or, or an organization that stands for freedom and liberty. Those two just don't go together. Uh, so so 
I really want you to to just really give some thought and drop your emotions. Stop leading with your emotions, and how about trying to lead with your intellect? Because most of you out there are, are smart enough to know what fascism is and the difference. Uh, at least I like to think so, um, especially if you're a friend of mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> and look, folks, I, I I'm not angry. I'm just right. Um, so there shouldn't be uh, political sides to to riots, to people that are beating other people, to people that are, that are that are burning buildings and destroying private property. There shouldn't be political sides. We should have the one side, and that should be we're Americans, and we're going to put a stop to this. Now, look, the First Amendment gives us the right to assemble. It gives us the right to march, to have our grievances heard and addressed. That is what the First Amendment gives us a right. It gives us the right to protest. It gives us the right, no matter who is running the country, no matter if it's the Democrats or the Republicans, uh, right now we have both. And it, it doesn't, the First Amendment gives us the right to disagree with any representative we have in Washington. Or in any state, the, the First Amendment gives you the right to to march and protest peacefully, folks. Here's the key. The First Amendment gives you the right to peacefully assemble, peacefully protest, peacefully have your grievances addressed. That is what the First Amendment does. The First Amendment does not protect you to block streets. It does not protect you to obstruct business, normal business. It does not protect you from to from burning down a build to to burn down a building. It does not give you the right. Let me put it this way: It doesn't give you the right to burn down buildings. It doesn't give you the right to destroy someone else's property. It doesn't give you the right to go into Macy's and steal everything they have. A company that's teetering on destruction doesn't give you the right to go steal folks all right we're going to take the first break and then i'm going to get back and we're just going to keep right on going folks so hang tight we shall return this is america's web radio on point with victor get your pen and paper ready if there's a move in your near future i'm here to tell you that the folks i used and now recommend is around town movers timothy and the guys recently moved me and i am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers Call them. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look, let me also say this, because I really don't think I need to say this, but let me do it anyway just to be on the safe side. Um, what happened to George Floyd was an innocent man 
getting killed by a corrupt cop. I don't care about colors because it was an innocent man getting killed by a corrupt cop. Now, folks, we have millions and millions of police around this nation. Very few of them are corrupt. There's very few of them are are bad apples. And what we should be doing as Americans is getting together in the name of George Floyd and the name of others. Uh, I can't remember the name, but last there was one in 2017 where an officer shot a guy, an unarmed guy. Uh, that was in 2017. Here we are in 2020 with George Floyd, and in the name of George Floyd and, and though and any of any other situations like his, we need to come together as Americans. Say, what can we do better to foster a better police training? How can we weed out the bad apples? Because there are millions and millions and millions of police officers out there, and 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 they are not corrupt cops. They're not racist cops. They're not. Look, they not. I wish I didn't have to say this. But folks, not all black people are criminals. Not all white people are racist. Not all cops are corrupt. But you know what? Ignorance doesn't know color. I I don't care what your color. You can be pretty damn ignorant. Uh, and, And I'm sorry, but it happens. And so what we have here is... A guy who who seemed to be really, really trying to make things better for himself in George Floyd, and then we had an overzealous, corrupt cop. A cop who – and look, folks, I don't stop with that cop that actually killed George. I have a problem with the cops around him that didn't have the audacity to cross the thin blue line and say, hey, get your knee off his neck. Those cops that were standing there watching this should have – they should have come to George's uh, defense. They should have pushed this cop off of him or at least pulled the cop off and said, hey, we've got this under situations. There's no need to press to continue to have your knee on his neck. OK, now we can we can hash that out all day long. But the fact is we need to solve problems, folks, and we don't need to do it emotionally. And and so we need to come together and figure out how can we weed out these bad apples. Because, folks, there's just not that many of them. Look at the sheer number of police officers across this nation. And you can tell by the pure numbers that there aren't that many bad apples. So we can come together. We really can. Here is a moment to stand with the family of George Floyd. But yet we're letting paid agitators... And yes, I said paid agitators, paid rioters. There, there is funding behind these riots, folks, and it's not doing George Floyd any good. In fact, you want to hear something inspiring? Why don't you go look up and see what George Floyd's brother was saying yesterday? It's pretty damn amazing and pretty heartfelt to listen to what George, George Floyd's brother stood on the spot right in the very area that his brother was killed and he was begging the protesters to protest peacefully in the name of his brother to stop the riots stop the beatings stop the burnings stop the pillaging stop the looting he was begging for them to stop all of that so if you're out there because you're so married to the letter D and you're trying to come up with an excuse for the rioters an excuse for the agitators You really, 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 really need to go into some self-examination. And if you can't do that, at least go look up and listen to George Floyd's brother. 
Listen to what he had to say. Maybe that'll get through to you. Because, folks, you do not have to be so indebted to a letter D that you can't see a problem when when people are paid to be agitators, when people are paid to go riot and go burn down buildings. And if you're questioning that, go look up one name. I got one name for you to look up. Go look up the name George Soros. Look that up, folks. I'm not even going to get into it a lot right here, right here, right now. But you can go look up George Soros. George Soros, okay, I'm going to get into it a little bit. George Soros is a man who will sit back and he loves to see his name being being spouted up with the media and, and some of the news who will point out that this guy funds agitators and he funds riots. And then he'll say, and George Soros will, will put out press statements saying, boy, gosh, this is terrible. I'm predicting. I'm predicting that there's going to be riots. I'm predicting that there's going to be civil unrest. That's what George Soros will say. And behind the scenes, he's paying for this stuff, folks. He, he invests in riots. He pays agitators. Look it up, folks. You can find it. You don't have to believe me. Do your own research. Look it up. He's not a good guy. He's got a horrible record, and uh, and and it's just it's it just it's it's disheartening that we we allow this to happen. And so, what we need to do now, you know, if the, if, if our elected politicians and so-called representatives, if they really want to do something, then how about following the money? Why was there a truck in Ohio strategically parked within the riots that was filled with bats and rocks? Ask yourself that question. Why were there pallets of bricks strategically placed in certain areas around these riots? How did they get there, folks? How is there organizations between these riots? How are these people moving from state to state to city to city? How are they uh, clearly using online to tell their people where to go and who what to hit, what to burn? How is there a guy that's got that that suddenly? is provided with a fire fuel, fuel fuel for fire, gasoline, and he walks by and pours it over a car. And then not long after him comes somebody who just happens to have an accelerant. And then out goes the accelerant. And then someone else comes by, lights it up. Folks, this isn't by chance. And if you can drop your emotions enough, you can see that there is a, a organization here. And with that, there has to be funding. And like I said, you need only look to George Soros. Now, I'm not saying George Soros is the sole provider of these riots and these agitators, but he's one of them. And what we need to do is follow the money. Just as I always say, follow the money in politics, you can follow the money with these paid agitators. Because that's the problem. There are good people... That, that are that really do want to march, they want to protest in the name of George Floyd, and there's nothing wrong with that. By golly, I will stand with any protester. I will stand with anyone who wants to stand in the name of George Floyd in a peaceful way. I'll do it. But once it turns violent, and once it turns to, to Molotov cocktails being thrown, when that first Molotov cocktail is thrown and that first building or car is set on fire, if you're a peaceful protester, it is your duty to walk away. It is your duty to leave. Because what these cities have got to do is exactly what President Trump said. It's time to take control. 
President Trump took an oath. The, not just President Trump. Every president before him took the same oath, and that's to protect the sovereignty of the United States and to protect the people, the citizens of the United States from domestic and foreign terror. Um, now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's in the Constitution, folks. The number one duty of the federal government is to protect the citizens of this country from foreign adversaries and from domestic adversaries. And then you can break it down as President Trump did last night. It is every governor's job and every mayor's job to protect the citizens in their state and in their cities. It is their constitutional driven duty. They, Any mayor across this nation and any governor across this nation took the same oath. And for them to stand by and allow this lawlessness to happen is an absolute travesty. And let me remind you, it's mostly blue states and blue cities. I am supposed to believe, according to CNN and MSNBC and to Biden, Hyden Biden, and to any other Democrat in today's world, I am supposed to believe that it is the white supremacists that are doing the rioting and, and the looting. Well, if that's the case, then why does CNN and the Democrats get so mad at Trump when Trump aggressively wants to go after the rioters and the looters? See, folks, I've mentioned this before. Progressivism has a big problem. It's always contradicting itself. You cannot say that the rioters and the, and the disruptors and the agitators are white supremacists and then get mad at President Trump when he wants to put the law down on them. Because that's what's happening all this past week. Is you've got look at let me take give you an example, de Blasio. Last night what happened in New York City is absolutely it's devastating to the city and it's an absolute travesty. But he wouldn't allow law enforcement to stop the looting. Macy's, as I mentioned before the break, Macy's was on the brink to going out before the virus, and now they have this. And the historical Macy's building in New York City, was they, they opened the door. And they, this was, they, they had officials there. They opened the door, let people in, riot. They went in, destroyed, took st- steel, stole, and left Macy's a sh- complete shamble. And what did de Blasio do? Nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, Comrade de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, just this past three months, was talking real big and tough and threatening you, the citizen. If you go outside, I'm going to drag you back to your home. If you go get into a, a, a go swim somewhere, go to a beach somewhere, go, go, go in any body of water, I'm going to have my thugs drag you out and take you back home or we'll take you to jail. That's what de Blasio was was saying throughout this virus shutdown. But last night, when it comes to real thugs, real agitators, and real rioters destroying property, private property, and and stealing things, de Blasio sits back and says, oh, I can't do anything. Oh, I don't have the manpower. Oh, no, we can't do that. You have to ask yourself why. Why is de Blasio so willing to, to, to break the, 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 well, let's just say, throw the Constitution to the wind to go after innocent citizens who just want to live their lives? But then 
when there's someone breaking the law and and burning buildings and stealing and robbing and looting and pillaging, he wants to stand by and let it happen. You really have to ask yourself that, folks. You really, 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 really need to ask yourself that. And and this is not hyperbole. This happened. Look it up last night to what happened in New York. It was terrible. Go listen to what de Blasio – just listen to his excuses. Listen to his excuses on why he doesn't want to go after the actual criminals. Okay? Now, folks, I'm giving you a lot to think about, and I'm going through a lot, and I'm trying to get this all out in a cohesive manner. Oh, man, I'm just not. Uh, Anyway, look, folks, we're going to go to another break here. Uh, When we get back, we're going to get right back into this. This is uh, On Point with Victor. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Hi, my name is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about anti-car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best anti-car insurance you can get, such as agreed value. Uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J C Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Want to give your family our loved one the perfect gift then go online and check out the tornadobodydryer.com i love mine and the warm heat air massage it gives me after my shower the tornado body dryer is super you'll love it and you'll love having one in your shower You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. All right, folks. <laughs> so, um, I do want to point something out. Uh, is it not amazing that all it took was a riot to uh, eradicate the Wuhan COVID-19 coronavirus? I mean, had we known that, I think maybe I would have gone and rioted uh, uh, three months ago to get rid of this. So, <laughs> All right, yes, I'm being facetious. Uh, but the reason I say that is suddenly in all these blue states with these tyrannical governors who want to put innocent people in jail for going to work or trying to go to work or trying to open their business uh, and want to force you to wear a mask had no problem with these rioters uh, running around with no social distancing and no mask. Um not that many of them didn't have masks on because many of them did, but that's just, you know, that's a, that's what rioters do. Um, so anyway, look, I want to say something else too. Um, because I have listeners that are, that are toning, that are, that are, you know, they're, they're chiming in and I, I, you know, you listeners mean the world to me. Uh, and, and I, and it's been, it, I had someone point out 
that I, I referred I refer to George Floyd being killed, uh, which I guess in turns you could take it as being murdered um, by that corrupt police officer, what I think. It's, and the reason I say that, folks, is because when I watched the video, it seemed to me that Floyd was 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 saying he couldn't breathe and he was he wasn't resisting. His hands were tied. He was under control, in my opinion. And to have your a cop put his knee on the neck for eight to nine minutes while people – Floyd himself was saying he – to my knowledge, he's saying he couldn't breathe. For I thought I heard him say that, and I know people around were saying that. Um, that's why I – that's why I use the terms I used. Now, I'm not saying – I don't know what the prosecutors are going to do. Folks, it's very hard to prove, believe it or not, to prove first-degree murder. So I am not trying to be the prosecutor here. I am just trying to to point out how it's easy for emotions to take over from us. And and it's hard to watch that video and not be emotional. And for me, and and trying to remove emotions and just see what happened, that that the cop had his knee on the back of the neck. And folks, if you if you if you know anything about martial arts or, or if you've had any training, when you do that, you're you're hitting that a uh, um, Oh boy, that main artery that I'm not going to remember right now. But anyway, um, when you do that for eight to nine minutes, I, I just, I, I, with that video, I can't see a reason why that was done. I, I can't see a reason why that police officer didn't know better than if he applies that kind of pressure on that part of the neck for that long, that the only result is going to be death. Uh, so I, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to prosecute the case here. Uh, I'm just seeing what I see. Uh, and now that being said, that is why I, I, I agree with the First Amendment. I agree that we, we have a protected speech, that we have the protected right to assemble. We have the right to peacefully protest. But my point is we cannot allow riots, pillaging, uh, burning down of businesses, theft, the stealing private property – this just cannot be allowed. We are not that kind of country. We're not some third world banana country where we should stand by and allow this to happen. And 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 I will bring politics into this because it's these are blue cities. Where most of this is happening are cities that have been run by Democrats for 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years. Now you have to ask yourself if for 50 years or 34, whatever how many years, the Democrats have run your city. No Republican in sight. There's no Republican contingency that can counter the Democrats in these cities. And these Democrats every year tell you, oh, my gosh, you're oppressed. We're going to fix it. Oh, there's racism. We're going to fix it. Oh, there's this and there's that and you're downtrodden. We're going to fix it. And they haven't fixed it yet. And they've been in sole, total control of your cities. Why the heck do you still vote for them? This is the point that I'm trying to get to when I when I come around full circle with the politics of this. And and when we talk about uh, these these paid for agitators and writers and who's behind it, because some of the very people that fund your Democrat candidates are funding these agitators. Yes, I said it. And, and folks, you may not like hearing this, especially the, you Democrat listeners out there, but just do some research and start with George Soros. <laughs> so, um, I just, I, I just want the conversation and the debates to be peaceful.
Um, and I, you know, so, but I love it. I love it. You guys are so engaged right now. Um, this is great. And, and I got a, uh, a quote sent in from a listener right now. I want to read this. And it says, riots aren't a tool for fighting oppression. They are an oppression. And I want to thank our wonderful listener. And uh, I won't name his name because I haven't asked permission, but uh, I do know who he is. And, and, and what a great quote. That's a quote by Michael Brendan Dowdery. Um, and let me say it again. Riots aren't, aren't a tool for fighting oppression. They are an oppression. And that's so true. Um, folks, I, I, you hear me say it all the time. We are Americans. We are better than this. And to try and pit a, a, a fellow American against a, another American to create the division uh, is an awful thing. And you need to ask yourself why. Why do the Democrat – why do does the Democrat Party want to create such a division amongst its citizenry? Um, it is – there again, there's just no excuse to allow – these riots and these uh, burning of buildings and private property. There is no excuse for it. And, David, you sound like you've got a comment. <laughs> or you look like you've got a comment. I look like it, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I just look like a comma or something. I don't know. Uh, the scary part about this is, and we're not hearing this at all, but would you agree that the Democrats want to turn this into a socialistic country? No, without a doubt. The, the Hello? Today's the, the, party of Democrats is not the party of the 60s. It's the party of socialism. Of socialism. Well, gee, and what do generally speaking, i.e., let's take a look at Venezuela, when mm-hmm. it became socialistic and now is turning communistic, mm-hmm. what happened in that country? Well... Well, you've got everything you see here right now. You've got riots. You've got uh, stealing, theft, pillaging, uh, starving people. You reckon Um, I just made a point? Yeah, I think you just made a point. Well, that's why you are the legendary Dave. (laughs) But, folks, he's right. And, and look, you've heard me say this before. Um, We are not dealing with a Democrat party today that, that was the party of Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy wouldn't be allowed to be in the in the Democrat Party today. Uh, just look how far they're uh, to the left. They're making Hyden Biden go. Uh, you know, Hyden Biden used to love to run around and say he was the moderate. I'm the moderate in the room. I'm the moderate in the room. When they were running and having their debates uh, earlier this year and last year, Biden was saying, I'm the moderate in the room. Folks, I beg you and challenge you to find a difference between Hyden Biden and Bernie Sanders. Find me some policy differences between them, because I'm telling you, there is no difference. Today's Democrat Party is a socialist party. Uh, I mean, that's just, 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 I can't sugarcoat it any other way. Am I saying all Democrats are socialists? No. Am I saying that your elected officials that are Democrats out there in Washington are socialists? Yes. Uh, and they prove it every day. Um, so anyway, let me get, uh, I, I, I want to talk about you know, I'm talking about these cities, and, and, and I'm pointing out that they're blue cities, Democrat-run cities. Um, think about this. Think about this. These self-proclaimed powerful Democrat governors, these these tyrannical governors who 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 to this day are still trying to shut down, keep their states in shutdown. I mean, Michigan's still trying to shut it, keep it in shutdown. Illinois, California, Oregon, Maine, uh, Connecticut, you name it. Uh, where there's a blue state governor, there's a state that's trying to keep its people indoors. Um, 
these may, mayors, look at the mayor of Chicago and these governors, who are so willing to arrest gym goers. Uh, they're arresting people trying to go work out. What happens when you work out, folks? You might be a little bit healthier. But your Democrat-led governors and mayors feel it either the power rush or whatever they feel, they feel like they should arrest you for trying to take care of yourself, okay? Uh, you've got Democrat mayors and governors who arrest salon owners because they're opening their business so they can feed their families. They have, These business owners have kids at home that want to eat. And maybe they don't want to wait on a handout from the government. Uh, maybe they don't want that government cheese because it probably tastes like crap. So they want to go work. And what happens? Your tyrannical Democrat governor feels the need to go arrest them and take them to court, put them in jail, tie them up, make them spend more money on court costs. Um, you've got governors and mayors, these Democrat tyrannical that, that, that want to arrest and pull you out of a swimming pool because you had the audacity to go swim in a pool. You had the audacity to go sit on a beach. Um, but yet, none of these tyrannical governors and Democrats and all-powerful Democrats, none of them can bring it to themselves to quell the riots, to go after the true criminal element. Uh, these Democrats want to tell you it's perfectly safe to go get in a crowd of hundreds of people and go burn a building down. That's safe. It's safe to go to a Walmart and maybe loot it, but it, or even if you're not going to loot it, go in there and be a customer. It's safe to go in Walmart, but yet it's not safe to go vote by hand. Okay, This is what your Democrats – think about that, folks – it's safe to go riot. It's safe to go to a grocery store. But you can't go vote in person. Why, folks? No freedom-loving uh, representative is going to tell you you shouldn't go vote in per person. W what they will do is tell you, oh, we can vote by mail. And why do they want to do that, folks? Because mail-in votes leads to ballot uh, uh what a ballot harvesting and what is ballot harvesting it's fraud we have case after case and example after example and been plenty and proof after proof of fraud being uh, done by ballot harvesting and yet your so-called uh, democrat party and and Hayden biden who tries to tell you he's a moderate they push for this fraud why folks why why are they so afraid for you, the American citizen, why are they so afraid of you to go and exercise your voice? Why? Why? What are they so afraid of? What? I'll tell you. They're afraid they can't control you. That's what they're afraid of, folks. And again, look, I'm not angry. I'm just right. All right, we're going to a break. We'll be right back. This is America's Web Radio on Point with Victor. In 2009, the membership organization Docs for Patient Care was founded. People all around the country wanted to participate in the efforts of this group, and they wanted to join, but they were unable to do so unless they were physicians. It's for this reason that the Docs for Patient Care Foundation was created. Now, everyone can join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients 
dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. While you're at your computer, please go to www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docs4patientcarefoundation.org and make a tax-deductible donation and join the fight along with us. Thank you. Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, folks. Uh, I tell you, we're burning through this hour, and and I and I I, I don't <laughs> look like I said in the beginning of the show. I hate to have to do this, but but I really want to try and point out some things and get get you guys to think. Uh, but I promise, bear with me because I'm going to turn this to a positive positive show because you guys you guys that know me well, uh, you know that I, I don't like pointing out. I don't like to have to harp on on such bad stuff for a whole hour. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get to some good stuff. In fact, let me just point out, as a listener so astutely pointed out, was it not absolutely fantastic that SpaceX had a uh, successful launch and docked into the space station? I mean, it had to be funny because uh, Elon Musk, I'm sure they built one heck of a, a space capsule that was probably advanced in every way possible, with the exception of the docking with the space station, because I can't imagine uh, how backward in technology they must have gone to to get the to be able to hook up with that old-ass space station up there. But uh, I don't know, things like that. That's what goes through my head, folks. Uh, but what an awesome, awesome sight to see. And, uh, and folks, that was private industry getting together with government, NASA, and and working together and putting two men on the space station. We don't have to hitch a ride with China anymore or with Russia anymore. Um, and and so, what an awesome what an awesome thing that that we we can send our guys to space now. And and who knows what's next with this kind of private uh, uh, wow. Private and government working together. It can be a great thing, folks. I know I rail against government all the time, and, and it does, I don't. I never once said we don't need government. Um, it is a necessary evil, but we sure can work together when it matters. And uh, I, I tell you, folks, it's, uh, it's you guys. You're, you're, you've been great, and, and I love the comments and stuff you're sending me. And I want to actually. Um, it looks like we're going to go to the phones right now because we've got a listener in New York. And oh boy, do we need to hear from somebody in New York? <laughs> so, uh, Marky, there. I am here. <laughs> so, Unfortunately, I am. <laughs> hey, hey, it, it, you're still there. You haven't had your house ransacked yet. Um, I know you have to protect it with probably spitballs or paintballs. Because well, we're you trying to have... use paintballs, but uh, <laughs> who knows? Uh, you know what, Mark? Don't say that too much on the air because we do not want. Comrade de Blasio and Comrade Cuomo to ban paintballs. You know, I, I watched them put a curfew into effect, and they might as well have put the, the, the curfew into effect at 6 a.m. in the morning, because that was about as effective as it was as putting it in at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> what, what lack of intelligence? You know, usually people have a brainstem. 
not to mention his own daughter was arrested. But I find it amazing how they can be so incompetent. And now today, he decides that now he wants to put the curfew in at 8 o'clock. What didn't they watch on television? What wow. didn't they understand? What didn't Trump tell them that made them idiocracy at the top? Well, you know, every Democrat's move today is if Trump says it, we must do the opposite. So I feel I really feel sorry for you guys out there in New York, Mark, because what's probably coming tonight is going to be worse than last night. Yeah, You've been to the city. You know how beautiful the city is. Oh, absolutely. And they destroyed Soho last night. Yep. And, And folks, Mark, let's tell everybody. How significant is Soho? I mean, what an area that is. I, I mean, I, I probably have, I've been to Manhattan. My gosh, I, I, my, I practically had a second home there because I was there so much over the last twenty years, and I never went once without walking through Soho. I, uh, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a very eclectic kind of really yeah. relaxing area. Yep. It but really here's is. what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me. I have seen this on television, been glued to the TV, and in fact, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're talking about it today, and I knew you'd do a great job, as you always do, but I find, what point are they advancing here? What are they accomplishing by ravaging each and every city in the United States? Hmm. Well, if you're asking me my true, if you want my true, honest, uh, instinctual answer, it's division. They want to accomplish division, because Mark, think about it. And I think, and all you listeners need to think about this. And and the reason I ask people all the time when I when I make up when I when I make up when I bring up these points, and I want you to think, and I ask you think about it. Well, that's Would you have a good a CNN relapse for a second. Yeah, exactly. I fell I, I fell into Anderson Cooper for a minute. Um, but what happens, Mark, is is people really need to think and, and and ask the very question that you ask. What are their goals? Because if you're if you've got paid agitators and and people to burn down buildings and people to steal and loot, um, why would that benefit somebody like Blasio, De Blasio? Well, why would I'll, it benefit you, Cuomo? I've heard a lot of different things about how this all got started, and honestly, I think Minneapolis dropped the ball seriously and destroyed the rest of the country. When you let rioters loot, burn mm-hmm. down a police precinct, which sends oh. a ridiculously horrible a message. Horrible message. They they were empowered by this stupidity mm-hmm. and the lack of response. Listen, you saw what was going on in Minneapolis. A five year old would have said, "Dad, why are they letting them do that?" Mm-hmm. But yet, our elected officials in these blue cities can't mm-hmm. figure this out. Or well, more along the lines, what I think is they want this to be like this because then they can blame it on Trump. Well, Mark, think about this. It's not. J- it goes beyond blaming Trump because once Trump is gone, whoever the next Republican president is going to get the same uh, field of fire that Trump had. Uh, today it's just Trump. Tomorrow well, it'll look, be... Look at what happened uh, last... Look what happened the last couple of days. You have four St. Louis cops being shot. You oh have gosh, I Las Vegas... <laughs> officer shot and killed Mark, you have an officer yep. in the bronx run over by a car you have yep. an officer in manhattan beat up yep i'll tell you something there's going to become a time in this country where the cops are going to say we've had enough and they're going to walk off the job mm-hmm. and then what are you going to and have? then what happened and the very people who are throwing uh rocks and things at these cops are going to be the first screaming where is the cop when they need 
a cop. You know, I, I mean, it's just, but Mark, I had that in the stack of stuff. I'm glad you brought it up, but that is absolutely right. Four police officers shot, a one in Vegas who was shot in the head. I mean, these are these are people who have families to go home to. They have families to provide for, and they had nothing to do. They weren't in Minnesota. They had nothing to do with with what happened to George Floyd, and yet this is the kind of stuff that. Listen, just for context, there are ten and a half million arrests a year in the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand this. George Floyd should never happen. That guy should have never been a cop. And honestly, right, that's on the Minneapolis Police Department. Well, I know lots of police officers in, in mm-hmm. you know my neighborhood, in the people who I associate with. They are all outraged. And but they're not burning down their own houses. Not, exactly. Well, Mark, think about this. We just had three months of lockdowns. Hell, you're still in a lockdown. And I don't see uh, business owners burning down their business because they're protesting the government. I don't see them looting Target because they can't put food on their table. Uh, you just don't see normal people doing these things. And i got to tell you what's very scary. I'll, I'll tell you what's real scary is I have two daughters who I sent to college who were relative conservatives. And they have come back now, and I can't even discuss it with them, where they think that this is okay. Mm-hmm. Where they think that this should be done. Well, and this that's is, a real scary thought. Well, Mark, this is the problem with indoctrination and the education system. This is the problem with allowing the Department of Education to continue to function. Uh, because you've got elementary school being taught this type of thing. Uh, you've got high school and, and then the colleges. And this, we are paying the price now for the indoctrination that's been going on for 20 and, and so years. Uh, and it's it's an absolute travesty because there are unfortunately there are young people who think this is the way to address a grievance that this is the normal because they're so entitled that if they don't get their way they just go break a glass burn a building steal what's in it then burn it and, and I mean it's it's ridiculous but again Mark I you know you you point out Minneapolis and you point out these cities they are Democrat run and they've been Democrat run for years. And if the Democrats had all the answers, then why the hell aren't they solving anything? And I would tell you, Mark, they don't ever want to solve anything because with division comes power. And division with, and, dependency and dependency are the food of the Democratic Party. Without a doubt. Without, Mark, if, if the Democrats didn't have a, a dependent class out there, who would vote for them? And, and that's what I think, Mark, is a great message and a great thing you're bringing up here for, for all the listeners to hear. Uh, because it's true, but Mark, I want to, I want while you while you're on, Mark, and and you can throw in here a little bit if you want to. But I, I want to end this. I, I we're coming up to the, the end of the show, and I I have a little something here I want to say. And Mark, you jump in and and tell me if I'm uh, if I'm off base at all. But what I want the the listeners out there to know is you don't get two lives. As far as we know, you get one life, and every life is precious. You can be gone tomorrow. Uh, life is pretty freaking short when you think about it. Um, do you want to go through life with such a negative attitude? And I'm talking, Mark, to a lot of the Democrats out there that live around your area. <laughs> so, yeah, there are a lot. But we, we, we really need to ask, and they need to ask themselves, do they want to go through life uh, angry and negative? Uh, because going through life angry is going to shorten your life. Uh, believe me, that is, that is true. And now, I... <laughs> 
I want folks that look, a lot of you don't know, may know, maybe you don't know, but uh, I'm a cancer survivor. And this, that struggle was one of the biggest struggles, if not the biggest struggle of my life I've ever had. I don't ever want to face it again. I may have to, but I don't ever want to face it again. I wouldn't put that on anybody, not even my worst enemy. And the reason I say that is because life is precious and it's a delicate thing. And if you go through life hating people, if you go through life hating people of the opposite point of view, then you are going to make your own life miserable. And I I think, honestly, I think the Democrats and the blue idiots have lost a tremendous opportunity where everybody was unified yeah. to maybe do something other than have a conversation, to maybe do something constructive, to actually do something instead of talking about it. Right. But they've completely blown it now. We're not talking about George Floyd anymore. We're talking right. about idiots rioting. We're talking right, about yeah. anarchists. Right. We're talking about Antifa. So where is the justice for George Floyd? The Democrats and the idiots have destroyed it. Well, I mentioned it before, Mark. If, if people would just go listen to George Floyd's brother yesterday, he stood right near where uh, his brother was killed or where his brother died, and he pleaded with everyone to stop the violence, to stop the stealing. Yeah, he said, if anybody should be out here, if I'm more angry than any of you, mm-hmm. and what are you guys doing? You're doing nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, it's very heartfelt. If people would just go listen to George Floyd's brother, um, that is amazing. I, I mean, he, he really, really is. is if, if I'm Trump, I appoint him to a new commission to study inner city violence. Yeah. I, you know what? There is going to be an opportunity for Trump. And I tell you what, Mark, you and I, we probably don't need to tell him because I bet he's already working on it. But if I were Trump, I would hit every inner city, every Democrat-run city, and I would just throw it right back into the face of the representatives there and go straight to the people and say, look, do you really, really want to solve some things? Let's work together. Because together we can solve – we really can solve anything. The Democrats, 30, 40, 50 years of control haven't solved anything because they don't want to solve anything. That's the message I think Trump has a huge opportunity here. Very much so. he should take it. Very much so. Very much so. Because, you know, like I said – Anybody can be negative. It's easy to be negative. It's hard to be positive. And uh, my gosh, folks, we're Americans. We, we are Americans. And there's something to that. Uh, I mean, Mark, how how awesome did New York pull together after 9-11? It may not have lasted long, yeah, but how awesome was that? I mean, Mark, you of all can probably tell people how amazing it was when New Yorkers stood together and uh, during 9-11. It Putting people together is a powerful weapon. A powerful weapon. Yeah, think about it. When Americans stand together, and Mark, you said a while ago, after this happened, for about five minutes, I mean, come on, every American who watched that video ha- probably had the same reaction that it was George a travesty. George Bush on the pile. And it was, yeah, that it was awful. And, and everyone was, in, was were ready to stand together. Uh, until what happened? The paid agitators, rioters, and go build, burning buildings and looting. So now there's no attention. There's there's no attention on the justice that's going to happen for George. There's just attention on these idiot rioters and these. So in a way, Mark, how selfish is that of these people who are doing the riots? Very selfish. I mean, it's it's just. 
Oh, it's a travesty. All right, Mark, we're going to have to end it there, man. I really appreciate you Excellent calling in. Excellent show today. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate it. And, and as have always, a great week. It's, it's good to hear from callers in New York, especially Mark. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Listening. Uh, we are, uh, that's it for today. We're going to end here. Stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B's coming right up. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And remember, we're Americans. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.